And so, so that was the first thing that I realized that the, when I'm in my dominant sexual essence, which is my feminine, I am more magnetic. And then at the same time, I'm having huge issues with men in relationships. I was not attracting anyone that was other than a macho loser mm. or a snag, the sensitive new age guys. And I was like, what is that? It's <laughs> funny. Yeah. And if any of you ladies have tried, haven't tried that yet, you know, don't bother. Um, but I was just really struggling and I, I'm like, I'm not ugly. I'm not stupid. I'm like, why am I not attracting really anyone that's close? So as we know, our biggest challenges lead us to the next investigations. And that really put me in the center of this conversation um, about masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. And realized that I was extremely disconnected to my feminine essence. Welcome to the Inner Feminine Beast Podcast, where I'm teaching you how to be the highest version of yourself that has the power, strength, courage, and clarity to claim the life you desire and have it emerge through here in the physical. This podcast will empower you to use the laws of the universe and align with your intuition, create big wins in business by teaching winning sales strategies and wealth practices, my secrets to healthier relationships, better health, and living like the fierce woman you are. I'm your host, Cynthia Stant, a dedicated student to metaphysics, a self-made millionaire, and a CEO. Let's get it going and unleash your inner feminine beast. Hello, hello, IFB. I have an inner feminine beast interview for you today that is definitely not going to disappoint. I'm very excited to talk about this conversation because it's one that truly is important to me. You know, the show is called Inner Feminine Beast. This is my brand. And Lord knows I love my beast, okay? We have a lot of guests come on the show who also love their beast. But it's not just about taking aligned action. It's not just about slaying sales and having the boss vibes. It's truly understanding the power of the feminine and what it means to be intuitive and to be supported and to be able to sit back and enjoy the process as it unfolds. Um, to be in that receptive mode. So today's guest is an absolute expert when it comes to feminine energy. So when it comes to inner feminine beasts today, we're really focusing on the feminine. So I'm going to have her come on in just a moment, but let me read you bio, her bio for you so you can learn more about her. Today's guest is Rachel Jane Groover. She's a bestselling author of the books, Powerful and Feminine and Divine Breadcrumbs. She's the founder and CEO of The Awakened School, which offers cutting edge programs to help those who want personal growth spiritual growth, and business growth equally. Leaving behind her full-time singing career in Australia, she moved to the USA to become a speaker, teacher, and author. The fundamental aim of Rachel Jane's programs and presentations is to show the way to both lasting inner peace and aligned outer purpose. She's a creator of the Art of Feminine Presence training, which has been taught worldwide by herself and more than 300 certified teachers. She's taken the Awakened School to the Inc. 5000 list and understands what it takes to be an unshakable CEO and unshakable inner peace. You can find out about more about her at theawakenedschool.com. Welcome to the show, Rachel Jane. 
Thank you so much for having me. And I just love the Feminine Beast brand and what that stands for, because it's really what seems to be a polarity or has been a polarity of the feminine and then power and mm. really, you know, having that, the boss vibes, as you said, and bringing those two things together. Yeah. You know, it's fun because today's going to be an open conversation. I'm, I'm excited to have my guests hear more from you, but there's so much I'd love to contribute about this um, conversation too. And especially with the evolution, the evolution of who I am and in my leadership and where I am at life, it's interesting, but the feminine is I found so much more power in that than the beast. The beast built the momentum. It built the inertia. It got me to have the courageous uh, power to get here. But now that I'm here, I'm really embracing the feminine so much more. And I see how important it is. But before we talk about my journey and our conversations together, you know, we'd love to hear your story about what, you know, who you were, what you went through, and particularly the feminine journey to achieving Mm -hmm. multiple seven figures. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm from Australia. So that's where the the accent is. And I was in, um, I mean, way back when I first left college, I was really always interested in what made someone very magnetic and Mm -hmm. what made someone go invisible. Cause I was a singer at the time. I needed to create that experience in a room and I could see that people had great talent, great, um, you know, vocal technique, but they didn't really do that thing that moves the room or, you know, gets people like, whoa. And I just was fascinated with that uh, because I wanted to be that person. I want to be, you know, magnetic and seen and heard and all of those things, which is very, very dear to the feminine essence in us women is we want to be seen and we want to be heard, but internally, I'm shy. I'm introverted. I'm Australian, which means we 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 deal with the tall poppy syndrome, which is don't be too big, don't brag, be modest. You know, so I always joke that you know, what did I do to get over my fear of all of that? Well, I moved to America because everyone here seems to <laughs> be self-promoting, and you know, I'm so awesome, and you're so awesome, and all of that, and that was very attractive to me um, when I was living in Australia. Like, there's something going on over here. And so, so that was the first thing that I realized that the, when I'm in my dominant sexual essence, which is my feminine, I am more magnetic. And then at the same time, I'm having huge issues with men in relationships. I was not attracting anyone that was other than a macho loser or a snag, the sensitive new age guys. And I was like, what is that? It's funny. <laughs> Yeah. If any of you ladies have tried, haven't tried that yet, you know, don't bother. Um, But I was just really struggling. And I'm like, I'm not ugly. I'm not stupid. I'm like, why am I not attracting really anyone that's close? So as we know, our biggest challenges lead us to the next investigations. And that really put me in the center of this conversation um, about masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. And realized that I was extremely disconnected to my feminine essence. Yeah. Now, to put it in context, we're talking about 15 or more years ago. And so there wasn't much of a conversation going on at that time about masculine and feminine, which is yeah, what's happening now, which is awesome. Um, but I was, I'd moved, I was living in Ashland, Oregon, and there was a lot going on there. Ashland is a amazing town of lots of spiritual and personal development work and everything. And so there was, 
goddess workshops and feminine this and feminine that. I'm like, oh, what is this? And it really, really helped me because after I was understanding how the energy moves within the system, my body and my energy field, a different type of man started showing up for sure, very Absolutely. fast. And it finally led me to meet and marry the man of my dreams, Dada Groover. And, and we then started business because we were, well, I was in a job working for a spiritual author at the time, traveling around, um, helping him with his retreats. And Dada was just on the cusp of doing speaker trainings and maybe trying that out versus his day job, which was computer programming. And we did the thing, which I don't know if any of you ladies have done, but you know, when you're starting your business and you're like, I need help, I need help. I need a business partner. I need, I don't want to do all this on my own. And you kind of try to partner with someone and we, we did, but we were the same, like our talents were the same in many yeah. respects. We were the talent and we didn't know marketing or sales. I, I knew sales a little bit from being forced into that role before in the work with the spiritual teacher and different things, but I didn't like it. I was not like you. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't come out as a salesperson, that's for sure. And um, so it was in the business realm that I was also pushed into how do I get seen? How do I get heard? It's noisy, you know, things are going and I know everyone's deal, deal, deals with that. And it came back to this initial question of how can I be the one who gets seen, who's magnetic, who's not trying too hard, who's really present, who can move the room. And that, again, put me up against this shy, introverted, I don't want to be overwhelmed by people, I like my space, up against this big catch-22, which is I do want to be seen and I don't want to be seen. And I find a lot of women are in that. They, they have this natural feminine of like, I do want the attention on me. I want support. Mm -hmm. I yeah. want to receive. But it's also scary to put yourself out there and have a lot of attention on you. So that's how powerful and feminine that book came to be. My journey around what is the feminine, how the energetics of it um, mostly and the physicality of it, because a lot of people kind of just label the feminine as certain things. And you get into big, big challenge when you do that. You know, I'm sure you've heard it before, Cynthia, that like you're not in your feminine if you're being direct or being a leader or being bossy. And that's just complete bullshit. It yeah. is not, you know, true, but there is a way the feminine moves. So that was the, what Powerful and Feminine was all about. Art of Feminine Presence came out of that, which was 44 practices that would help women to really ground into this energy to be seen, be heard, inspire change, but all from their feminine. And I didn't have any plans of it being a teacher training or going international. It just was one foot in front of the other, as you know, and then got a little better at this, a little better at that. And soon we'd done all these teacher trainings, been around the world many times and was in, in introduced to a lot of different communities. And, and now you know, there's about 35,000 women at some level has gone through one of the trainings. So Amazing. it's been Very quite cool. the journey. What an impact, my goodness. You know, it's funny, um, just going rogue with this, promised you I would. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. You know, I have my little boys and 
when they say, mommy, can we watch something together? I always like to turn on something that's kind of like educational that we both like. So for mm -hmm. me, it's Disney plus I'm a Disney girl. <laughs> right. Um, we too. watch so many different like animals. Um, the, my one son, he is obsessed with wild babies and it just follows all these little babies and it watches their mothers. And I was just blown away because we saw all these different animal families. But the one that I was just like, wow, is the lion family and the, the females and how they run the pride and what they have to do when they have a baby, they leave the pride for months and months because they don't want the babies around any of the lions because they could get hurt, trampled on or attacked. So she right. has to take care of them by herself and she has to fight and fend. And the women are always the ones that hunt. They do all the hunting. And then when she came back to the family, you should have seen that the women came and scooped out the babies and they loved the babies and they missed her and they kissed mm. her. And I was like, they're like people, but they're better than people. They, just, <laughs> right. they understand what it means to be courageous and how to be a female, but and being their feminine, mm -hmm. be boss. Because what you just said, I loved, it's like being a boss doesn't mean you're in your masculine per se. There's a, you, you can be no. a feminine boss. And, and yes. it was just funny watching these these lions, like they got it. And I just thought that was really cool. And there's so many different ways of being feminine. Yes. And there's something I was going to bring up and this is kind of just different, but you know, when it comes to sales, people think it's about, you know, pitching. And I say, no, nobody wants to be pitched to. It's about inviting people to plug in. Yes. And you were talking about singing and this made me think of this. I am not a singer, <laughs> but I can imagine when you're singing, Yes. What is the difference between her and, and her? It's that magnetism. It's somebody who understands energy yes. and can draw in. Yes. But from a sales perspective, I kind of thought about that. Um, I remember one time I was in Hollywood and I was staying at this posh hotel and my husband just passed out early one night and I, he was just tired from traveling. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm in Hollywood and I, I want to go out, but I didn't want to be too venturous. So I just went down to the hotel bar. Mm -hmm. And I met this guy and right away I told him I was married. He had his hair down to here and <laughs> his fringes and he was just cool. And I could tell he was a rock and roller and we were just talking about rock and roll and da, 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 da. And he said, you know, it's really interesting. Um, you have to respect Taylor Swift. And to me, I, I'm not anybody who loves Taylor Swift. I do not nothing against Taylor Swift, <laughs> but I always thought like, oh, she never did it for me. Maybe it's because I'm a little bit older. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. You know, she's absolutely gorgeous, but I never was like, oh, you know, I want to look like her. And when you, you hear her sing, she can definitely sing, but I wouldn't ever compare her to Adele, right? Right. But the thing is, Taylor Swift is huge. She's so huge. Why is she yeah. huge? You know, he was talking to me about it and he was like, you know, since she started from the very beginning, she always stayed after every single show and she shook the hands. She took the mm -hmm. pictures mm -hmm. and maybe she's not the most talented. Maybe she's not the person you want to look like or whatever. But my goodness, like she understands the power of connection and she understands femininity is not just about, you know, going out there and being the best performer and like pushing it onto everybody, but like right. drawing people in with who you are and connection. Connection is femininity. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And so Absolutely. I, that's how I ran my business. Yeah. And for sales, I think it's like really high on the priority list of, of skills because you know, usually when someone's going into a sales conversation, they know somewhat it's a decision about working together or not. And I'd say most people are a little on the back foot, you know, mm -hmm. just not like badly, but I know I've had a few sales conversations this week from people who are wanting to sell me on certain things and knew that I wanted them before even the sales conversation happened. But I'm still kind of, you know, on the back foot. I'm just like, 
waiting and seeing and they they kind of pull me in with their respect and with their conversation and not like here's the pitch you know yeah sure yeah I um I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about this femininity because I remember from connecting with you earlier we broke this down to three different levels of femininity Mm -hmm. one of which was pure consciousness to the yin and yang I believe and then three was physical can you elaborate on what you mean by this and why understanding this is important? Yeah, so this came out of my my big pet peeve of people saying this is what feminine is and this is what masculine is and all of that and going, that is not at all what it is and it's not helpful because it just creates more um, stereotypes. Yeah. So the three levels are really at play and they need to be separated because if you're working one line of development, like pure consciousness or divinity or your connection to source, whatever you call that. um, And really that the I am experience the, I'm not, I'm not my personality. I'm not identified with, I am Rachel Jane. I'm in that place of, I am everything and nothing. That is what I would call pure consciousness. Mm -hmm. That's not masculine or feminine. But what happens is a lot of the times we say the divine feminine or the divine masculine, and that's fine. But if we really go to take the spiritual awakening process all the way, all the way, you're losing the identity with masculine and feminine as well. So that's the first. And we want to be working on that. At least in the awakened school, we work on that because people have been on a spiritual path for a long time, usually decades when they come to us and there's just, they know there's some glitches of why they're not kind of dropping into that place of what Eckhart Tolle talks about on his guru chair. They're like, there's something different, you know, going on. Second one is yin and yang. And these are the qualities of humanity, of, of earth, the, the opposites, the yin and the yang, the winter, the summer, the um, action, the weight, the intuition, the logic, there's all of these polarities. And that's where a lot of people go, well, these yin things are feminine and the yang things are masculine. And that's not true. They are just aspects of humanity. And I can be have as many yang things and as many yin things and still be always in my feminine. So I really wanted to pull that apart in our work and, and have people realize that the more magnetic you want to be, the more present you want to be, it's actually a balance of yin and yang. And definitely in business, oh my goodness, like you have to have that balance versus trying to go all yin, 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 feminine, feminine, feminine. That's going to cause issues. And then the final one is the physical or the physical and energetic system. And that's really where the feminine essence resides. It's a physical energetic, like the lion mum, it's through us. It's the way we move, the way we talk, the way we run our energy. And so for the feminine, it is run mostly through the lower half of the body and the masculine is the upper half of the body. Um, The feminine is very much in the hips and down the legs and the soft heart, soft shoulders. And the masculine is very in the pecs, in the shoulders, in the, you know, you, you can just see a group of girls, you know, women around each other. And then the guys at the Super Bowl. like, it's just a very different way that the energy moves. And so once I understood that and I could practice 
turning my shifting my nervous system from kind of neutral or masculine to protect and to be in more of a softer open um receptive physical and energetic space then that's where my magnetism for what I was wanting increased I love what you're sharing here and um something I'd like to do to ask you and this is not to challenge you but just to kind of hear your perspective is um I notice in entrepreneur world, people talk a ton about balance, balance, balance. And one thing I particularly like to do, especially because of the brands in her feminine beast is I remind people for me, it's like, it's not about balance. It's about like harmonizing. Cause as you said, it's not like 50% female, 50%, you know, masculine. It's right. like understanding how to go in and out of it and in and out and like, and show up in your masculine when you need to and show up in your feminine when you need to. And at the same time, there's, you are always in your feminine, but you have like certain masculine traits about your feminine, right? It's, so yes. I like to use that word, uh, harmony or harmonize instead of balance. How do you feel about that? Is that something that? Yeah. Well, another, to take it, another, um, word, easy access. Mm -hmm. Do you actually have easy access to these yin qualities and easy access to the masculine or the, yeah. the yin, the yang qualities? Because you can't balance, you can't harmonize, you can't do anything. If you've got these shadows of like, I can't be bossy or I, I can't be edgy or I can't be soft and vulnerable. Like it's, yeah. I had to go through where I didn't have access because it was a shadow and bring everything into a place where if the moment called for it, that's what I would bring up. And if the moment called for something else, that's why, where I bring up where most people can't do that because they're just in their conditioning. So I agree that it's not balanced. Like every moment I am part logic and part intuition. It's the That's seasons of the, yeah, it's the seasons of our life. It's the seasons of our day. It's the seasons yeah. of our business. It's the season of even a sales conversation or something. Absolutely. So it's, it's about pulling what the moment and the connection is asking for versus, oh, I've only got half of humanity kind of able to pull. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm not a big fan on the balance side of things in the sense of um, even like work-life balance. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we could go into why, but I think we're on the on the same same track with that. I think so too. And I just, I was just interested um, because I, I share that a lot. Now you just said some things that I really want to highlight and uh, my listeners are going to laugh because again, I always say it's very similar message, just different messenger very often. Mm -hmm. um, but you said, you know, it's about vulnerability. And I always talk about how I believe vulnerability is like your biggest superpower because these seasons, and I love to talk about uh, my season and what I'm experiencing, but the vulnerability is one of your biggest superpowers because the whole reason why we like to control things, like we think in our masculine, like we want to control our schedule. We want to control and plan and strategize and, and do all these things. It's really, it's really fear-based. It's, it's limitation of the mind. It's very like lacking abundance. It's very like, it's all on me and I can control me. So that's why I need me my masculine. And mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting because when we say feminine, as you said, it doesn't mean woe is me damsel in distress. Mm -hmm. It actually takes so much courage to be able to actually surrender mm -hmm. and give up control. Mm -hmm. It's actually, I think it's more courageous to be supported and allow yourself to be supported and to surrender than to actually be the one 
that fights all the fights and takes control. You know, it's like, it's interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's a different way to label it. But what I noticed, and this happened the other day, and I thought it was so funny. One of uh, my previous clients, she sent me like a YouTube video and she's like, I listened to this and I got my beast mode and like, and I was like, oh, let me listen to the video. And I was on a long car ride and it was crazy. <laughs> this guy was like, you got to wake up. You got to be in momentum mode. You got to focus. You got to go. Like he was like all like really like hardcore. And I was like laughing right. to myself because I was like, you know what? I used to love that shit. Like that's like the stuff I would wake up to. Like that's what I would like, you know, listen to my workout and like, and that served me in that season. Mm-hmm. I, when I was so enabled, when I was so afraid, when I was so just like lost, my beast did support me. I don't just like, or, you know, ashamed of my masculine. I needed that season to get on my feet and to do the things I was terrified to do. And that created momentum in my life. But now when I listen to this, I'm kind of like, I'm in a whole different season <laughs> because Now it's at a point where it's like, you don't have to slay. You don't have to convince anyone. Like you have a seat at the table. And now it's about holding the weight, holding the weight of all the lives that you're impacting, holding the weight of this, this empire that you created, holding the weight of not just your, your clients, but their dreams, their success, like the things that they want to. And for that, I can't be my masculine. I have to allow myself to be supported. Like I had to surrender. Yeah. And it's like, And it's different. I have a very different mentality now, but it's like, I'm the same person. It's just a different season and different side of me. And it's like, again, it's not balanced. It's like harmonizing going in and out throughout the season. So I thought that's kind of what you're sharing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's kind of why I don't call that the masculine is it's, it's action. It's control. It is impulse control. So you do the things that you don't really necessarily want to do, but you get yourself all jacked up for like doing it because you know, it's going to help, you know, all of that is so important for any woman to get that skill. And it's usually one of the first skills in business. It's like, I've got to get over myself and I got to wake up and I got to do the shit that I don't want to do and learn this thing. And that's so important. So I would say that you don't have to lean on that that much because it's already a natural part of you. It's a natural part of me. I'm a doer. I'm an action taker. I'm going to go out and, you know, make my dreams happen. And, you know, sometimes I love that shit, as you said, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. But um <laughs> But it's it's now a learned skill. And so I think it's more of a development of consciousness mm-hmm. where we transcend and include because you're still including the like, let's do this. Let's do it just comes up. And now you've got a different layer that mm-hmm. you're learning because of the place that you're in business and yeah. what you now what it is. And also it, it tracks the spiritual um you know, evolution of being in control and feeling like you're the one that's doing it. And then you realize, okay, I have a connection with a spiritual team or a higher power or, and then there's a realizing that I'm receiving everything. I'm receiving everything. And then that moves to the I am experience where there is nothing going on. And it's very, very non-attached to the personality or the person. So the non-attached, that's like the, the interesting part of it. Um, so I think in the beginning, you know, it is kind of about survival. Like I was fired from my corporate position. It's like, I need to go. I need to make things happen. I need to make the, and so it was go, 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 do, do. But now, you know, we're, it's a blessing, but we're at this point where it's not about survivor surviving we're thriving. And right. it's much more of like, what feels good to do? What feels good to do? And, yeah. and really giving yourself permission. This is like my new favorite phrase. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like what's next? I don't know. I'm just here right now and it's unfolding 
And right. every day I'm just being intentional and feeling good. Like I don't need to know because I'm never going to know. And this pressure of strategizing and planning and figuring out, it's like, I don't have to right. do that anymore. Now I'm just here and I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. I'm literally sipping my margarita in the inner tube in flow state, going flow down the river. Like that's where I'm at. Right. I'm not swimming right. upstream anymore. And that's the interesting part of it. Um, yeah. So, so many good things here. What was the really last thing that you said? Do you remember? Um, about the being in the I am statement of being in the I am experience, the now yeah. experience is kind of at the top or, or, or the most expanded version of we, at least we know as humans is probably more. And that's, that does go along with the business trajectory. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be happy, if you're going to have inner peace and the outer purpose yeah, yeah. That, that that goes. And so we're building and building and building and, you know, I would suspect that the flow is able to be there because you trust that when it comes, when the unknown comes, this is the next thing. You've built the skills to actually make that happen. Yeah. Right. You've built the things. And so there's a lot more trust. So that's why skill development is so important in business. And then being able to relax and receive what the next place is and to really trust that. Right. And you know, what's interesting. Um, when it all got started, it was about building the strategy and then bringing spirit into the strategy. Like, okay, God, I planned it all out. Help me get this done. Now it's all spirit led yes. and the strategy falls yes. into place. Exactly. It's like, I follow spirit and oh, look, that's what we're doing here. Exactly. It's completely different. And it's, it's beautiful. It's unfolding. It's constantly unfolding. Yes. Following that. Yeah. That's yes. what it's, yeah. Well, that's let's talk it about- very interesting. This yeah. word, you probably have so much to say about this because this is that- you know how like law of attraction came out and manifestation was like this big word. Okay. When it comes to feminine energy, I think the word that's like really big around it is embodiment, right? Embodiment, embodiment, embodiment. And I think people are really confused what this means. This does not mean wearing the brightest lipstick and wearing the sexiest high heels, right? Like that is not what we're talking mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. So I have my opinion of this. And obviously I, I'm portraying this right now in my season, but I'd love to hear from an expert what exactly is feminine embodiment and how does it work? And what are certain ways to practice embodying? Feminine? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, out of feminine presence. It was a, it was embodiment before anyone was talking about embodiment, which is again, so awesome that people are having this conversation yeah. so often mm -hmm. is, you know, if you think of embodiment, it's just being in the internal space of your body and your energy field. So you are acutely aware of when you're on and when you're off, when you're in your head bubble, when you're, when you're not, and the magnetism and the receptivity that comes with that. So if you think of it from a, from a spiritual standpoint, we are the I am. That's what I experience and believe and the everything and nothing. But with that is coming through an earth suit that has perception filters, eyes and ears and mouth and nose, and it's coming through this thing and so if i'm not embodied i'm not going to be able to experience my unlimited infinite nature i'm not going to be able to experience it's all going to be in the head and that's where most people are yeah. that's in their head and they'll have moments of being embodied and they'll experience extremely high states of receptivity and euphoria and bliss and all of that and then it will go again and so my work is helping people sustain and stabilize that frequency. And you can only do it by being in the internal space of your body and your energy field and attuning that system 
So it allows the receptivity of who you are because it's not who you are. We think it is. I am my mind. I am my personality. I am my body. I am my lipstick. I am my this. And even though we know that we're not, if we've been on a spiritual journey, it hasn't sunk in as an experience all the time for most people. Yeah. And so the embodiment gets missed and the mental knowing and understanding. And yes, I get it because we definitely have a spiritual impulse that moves us toward that, whether we want it or not. But it the experience gets missed or the experience keeps snapping back on itself. So they'll have a moment of awakening and then like, where did that go? Like four weeks later and they kind of going in and out of it versus a continuous thing. So it is really important. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so interesting because I can, I can relate to this so much, you know, it was, gosh, um, I, I can never remember the time. Like, it's weird. I should know the time, but I forget almost because it's like, it's not who I am anymore. Like I'm telling somebody else's story. So I don't know mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I feel like I've died so many times spiritually since this happened, but I think I want to say like five years ago where I had literally $200 to my name, right. Bankrupt food stamps, like how, mm-hmm. and with that, that pain that I went through, I, I realized now that was one of the best things I ever went through because it, it created the momentum to get to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Everything's for me, by me. It's not happening to mm-hmm. me. And out of that fear and pain, I, I really did step into the masculine and I, I found my beast and I became the top of the top salesperson. And I, I grew this business and I found that and got these clients results and da, 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 da. And then what happened is I started being able to achieve by controlling and disciplining and, and doing masculine things, everything my mind ever could imagine to be a self-made millionaire in just a few years, to be a woman that has a million dollar home and drives her dream car and goes on vacation for 15 days out of the month. And, you know, like I got to a point where I realized like, I don't even know what would be past this because I've hit the limitation of my mind and imagination. So once you get there, some people just stop and they get like depressed because they're like, oh, I've done everything or they take it. But I'm at the point where I'm like, no, there's more. We have to go past the mental. We have to let go of the limitation of the mind. Mm-hmm. And I realize that's where pure consciousness and awareness comes in the I am factor. Mm-hmm. I am more than just Cynthia. I am more than just my mind and the limitations of my mind. Mm-hmm. I am here and now the creator of all. Like I, you know, and I realized like being in that moment, it's, it's interesting. My whole life is different when I bring awareness to everything. Literally, you know, people joke around and say it's called the present because it's a gift, but it's true. Like your past doesn't define you. It's just your story, your future. Like I said, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm fine with saying, I don't know, but right here, right now, my whole life has changed when you bring awareness and, and that, and the feminine to it too, because I used to go into a room and when people would talk, I would constantly think of what's the next thing I'm going to say, or mm-hmm. like I would think about, okay, what relationship can I build with them? Who can I help them with? And like, you know, and, and it would be out of pure intention to help, but it's also yeah. like, it was, it was planning and training. And now I just think of everything, like you said, this is my meat suit. So nothing is a coincidence. Everything's in front of me. And it's like a movie. I like, it's, what is this person? What is this character in my life? And how are they like showing me where I'm at? And I just observe and I observe. And it's interesting. That's being receptive. It's like seeing the signs, seeing the gifts they are always in front of you, but that's how you right. lift the veil. It's like, get out of your head and just see it. And when yeah. you see it, the, the opportunities to start unfolding. I don't need to know because I know the opportunity is right in front of me. Am I just being aware of seeing it? And um, yeah, it's just a whole different way. And it just, it you realize how looking back each step 
and action you took got you to where you needed to be to then have a new awareness, to have a new awareness. And it's always evolved, but I, I'm just speaking to, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's where I am now. It's just like, I understand that I am the pure consciousness. I understand that this is all for me by me. And I'm very much in that trusting, which takes a lot of courage and unfolding. Who's trusting? But it, that's right. Exactly. It's it, how can you not trust yourself? That's where you like anytime when you, when you say I'm just trust, I'm trusting who's trusting. It's not Cynthia. Who, who is it? I am. So does that, does that I am trust or not? The I am is everything. So it, it's not separation, like separation is of the mind. So when you say I am Cynthia, like you're, you're saying that you have to trust in something outside of you, but everything outside of you is really just a reflection of what's happening within. It's all connected. Right. So what people can do who are like feeling what you're going through mm-hmm. where they've got more awareness, right. They're like resonating with what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling that like unfolding. What usually happens when that starts to flower, like I'm not just in the conditions and, you know, this is what my mind's saying to do, but I'm stepping back, being more receptive. I'm aware of all the ways my conditioning's playing out, but now I'm aware, I'm bringing awareness to that. I call that the middleman. And so what happens is that's the self-reflective process that we have to increase at a high level, if we're going to get out of the suffering and the stress and the yeah. all of that, which you've obviously done. And so it's, it's stabilizing that self-reflective process to be able to choose. I'm going to trust. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to, I'm now in that place. I do that, but it's the middleman because there's still, you can feel the energy of the I I'm trusting. I'm surrendering. I'm vulnerable. I'm aware. And so then what you can do is that stabilize, ask, am I aware of that middleman? Am I aware of that self-reflective process that says, I am now trusting. I am now, I am now, I am, I am now, it's still the middleman. It's still the middleman. And so that's where a lot of our community gets stuck because no matter how aware you get, you're only making the middleman more aware, which is awesome because that gets you out of a lot of challenges because mm-hmm. you have more choice. But then turn it one more to who's aware that I'm saying all of this stuff about I'm trusting and I'm vulnerable and I'm surrendered and I'm following my intuition. What's watching that? And that's where embodiment comes into play when you want to stabilize something that's not even I am trusting, I am this, because what what pulls you into that space of no thought, because there's no thought there, there's nothing there, which is discombobulating to most human minds, right? Yeah, yeah. But when you when you're there, nothing's there, then you have to be extremely embodied inside your head to have that stabilize. If you're still thinking, oh yes, I, yeah, I get this, I get this. And you're not embodied in your head and the aperture of that middle point and the middle point of your heart and the middle point of your, your gut is not extremely open energetically through the vertical core. It's going to snap back. You're going to feel like I am a person who is now more aware and more intuitive and more that, but there's still, like Cynthia said, there's more to go. There's you've, you, Like we feel it, like there's something 
there's something else and then there's something else and then there's something else and it's the beauty of the unfolding of how infinite and powerful the essential nature is yeah, yeah. there's a there's a lot of things I'm I'm learning and not really learning but remembering right um and it's I'm realizing every desire that I do have, that some things that we say we want, that we say we need, that is definitely of the mind because it's it's saying that it's outside of you. It creates that separation. And I'm realizing when you really know that you are, I am, that it's not outside of you because you're everything. So yeah. it's it's really bringing that kind of awareness is interesting. And what's very frustrating for us entrepreneur ladies who are the bosses of our teams we are supporting our clients we are the leaders of our life and you know we have children we're in charge of them too and members of our community we like to know that we're in control and when you really kind of work with pure consciousness and higher consciousness and this awareness just throw the how out the door <laughs> like you know you're never gonna know how that's why I'm getting saying I don't know I don't know and you just have to be you have to know that you don't know and that's okay but yes. you do know it's like and so totally. it's really weird because you're not going to understand how it works, but all you have to do, and I'm, I'm learning this is bring that awareness. It's like, huh, when that happens, that person is a character in my life because it's a gift to me right here, right now to show me awareness of who, where I am. This is how I feel. Interesting. Mm -hmm. This is how I think. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. No big deal. Exactly. Like not like putting weight on it, not getting reactions, just observing. And all you have to do is, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know, but you just bring awareness to it. And all of a sudden it disappears and something new perfectly full. Yes. It's like, yes. it's that like, yeah, it's so interesting how that works. But I'm, I love talking about this because I'm, it's not a coincidence that you and I are having this conversation. I'm, I'm doing this work right now. Yeah, um, and I love the word manifestation. You know, I love that, that whole well, you know, we do a couple of times a year manifesting a miracle because it is we're we're here to experience that infinite, but we're we're also here to create things yeah. and get better at doing that. And so I love what you're saying is it's 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 like a focus mechanism. Once I realize that this earth suit is a focusing mechanism of the infinite, then wherever my perception is, whatever I'm focused on is going to start coming into being. And so as I got better at, okay, I am not Rachel Jane, even though it looks like I am. And I am having that receptive experience. Then it's just pointed. It's like that is pointed. And so that's why the how can't really be figured out. I mean, we can try, we try, and that's a good thing. Take some action, move through some doors. But it's it's going to work out better. It's why, I mean, everything, I'm sure you've seen, I'm sure every woman has had this experience, but the more I do this work of embodiment, of feminine, of the I am, of pulling that all together, these focus points are happening so quick, so much better than they could have. Mm -hmm. For example, we're, we were talking earlier, we're renovating this church for our event space. So we're turning you know, taking the, the religious sort of context of this beautiful old building into an inspiring space, a sacred space for this kind of work. And we were looking at retreat centers in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado for five years because we have to have places to sleep. 
we have to have, you know, beds because people are flying into Denver, da, 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 all of that. And I'm like, yes, this is how it's going to happen. And then just on the off chance, we we found ourselves in this building downtown. Oh, this wouldn't work. This wouldn't work. But I'm looking over the road and there's the Marriott st- sitting right, standing right at me, you know, and it's so much better because now I don't have a have a business, and you can imagine there's me having a business where I've got to turn two hundred beds a night. You know? <laughs> I don't want to do that. I want to stay in my lane. And now they stay at the Marriott. They're going to stay at the Marriott. We open in, in September, and we get to keep what it is. But that would never. That was not in the how. That yeah. was totally divine. Well, because you help your clients with this of understanding how being in your feminine leads to zero burnout. And again, it's that, how am I going to make this work? How would I make the Marriott? Excuse me, not Marriott. What if I had 200 beds that I had to take care of? I would make it work. I can do it. We can make it happen. We can hire more. We can delegate more. We can control more. It's like, no, if I just open my eyes and see what's in front of me, ta-da, there it is. Right. So uh, there's so much more to that than just, you know, receiving, but it's, it's taking the weight off and, and having healthy standards and boundaries and allowing things to flow where they need to. Yeah. But, um, I'm just curious, no one, I I am working with a mentor, but no one really said this to me, but this is kind of what I've been doing is I've kind of just wake up every morning and I ask myself, like, how am I, I am seeing this. I almost pretend that like my eyeballs are like a virtual reality suit like you know how you put those goggles on I pretend everything in front of me I'm just observing like it's a video game almost or it's a movie so when somebody comes in front of me it's like they're walking onto the screen what happens in the movie versus that's what I've been doing and I'm like so I'm like paying attention versus just being in my head and thinking of the next thing to do I'm understanding that it's not coincidence everything's for me by me so I pay attention to the shirt that person wears I pay attention to the smells I can smell. I take my shoes off and I feel the ground underneath me, like rather than just be like, okay, today I'm going to world dominate, you know? Like it's just, <laughs> so is that something Amen. that you would recommend or, um, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I do, I do that. Usually I'm, I'm attuned to the question. Um, how is this person going to bless me infinitely? I don't know. Let's see. Mm-hmm which is what you're saying. Like, I know this person is here for me with me, you know, that, that, that I'm not just seeing because the, 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 the spiritual essential nature is just seeing without comment. It just doesn't care. So that's what you yeah. should like. I'm just seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the focal point of the, the you know, the earth suit is focused. Am I going to watch to see what goes wrong? Am I going to watch to see? And so there's a slant to, where is it coming from today? Like, if I think about money, I'm like, I've got money, money bags in my as hands, where is it coming from today? And how does it even pass through me into my bank account without my effort? So it's, it's doing adding that to the non comment, what where people go wrong, is they're in the hustle, hustle, do, 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 yeah, stress, stress, stress. And then they hear about something of manifestation. And now they're like trying to jump over to well, I've just got to focus on the positive, but their frequency is still stress. Their frequency is still, they're, they're trying to manifest because they're in suffering and mm-hmm. that doesn't work. So yeah. I'm only adding or just naturally going, how is this going to play out in the most miraculous way is because I know now that my frequency is high. I don't have to 
you know, try to manifest something to try to make myself feel better, which is still where most people are doing that. And it's where we get so many people in the awakened school that have done law of attraction. They've read the secret, they follow Abraham, they do all that stuff. And they are still struggling in some big area of their life, health, relationships, finances, business, something. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, why is that? If you've been listening to all this stuff for 10 years, And a lot of it comes down to the embodiment work again, being able to be very tuned to what your frequency is doing right now, what signal it's sending, what signal it's receiving. And, you know, where are you just in the thoughts? Are you in the middle man or are you in the the infinite? It's exactly, it's, it's just not having that separation because manifestation, it's like, we think we want to have that thing come outside of us to make us happy. Right. And it's like, I just learned my life story that I had a looping effect again and again and again, and I had to learn how to pass the test with grace. But I, I, I have realized that nothing outside of me, nothing, no one, no coach, no program, no system, no man, no money, nothing outside of me is the source of my success or my happiness. And it's like, you have to realize it's, it's everything that is outside of you is not only for you by you, it is you, (laughs) it's like, it's all you. And so it's really interesting, but I'm sure hearing this for the first time, some people are like, what are they talking about? (laughs) You've got to just bring awareness to that. You don't know. And that, you You know, you said something, um, as we wrap up here today, of course, we're going to remind everybody how to connect with you and follow you, but I'd love to bring up, uh, a, a little quote that you said when we had our little connection call before this, you said receptivity is the bridge between I am and pure consciousness. I'm not sure if you remember saying that, but yeah, I, yeah. I wrote that down because I was like, that was beautiful. And that really is kind of a lot what we're talking about as far as being the energy of magnetism, like being in femininity and receptivity is a big trait of that. But you said specifically receptivity is that bridge between I am and pure consciousness. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about that because I thought that was very intriguing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I usually say is, is that receptivity is a bridge from higher level awareness of myself to that I am or infinite experience. So I see those as as, as very tied. Some people just say the I am experience. I don't, that doesn't so much relate to me, but some people call it that pure consciousness, pure awareness, the everything and nothing, whatever, God, divine. Mm-hmm. But, but, the, but the key that when you know that you're in that stage of consciousness, people will go into states of it, but in that stage of consciousness is there is no commenting. There's very, very, very little commenting on anything. When mm-hmm. that first came into my being, I was a little petrified because where has everything gone? There's nothing happened. Like nothing is speaking at all. And it takes a bit of it. That's why it usually snaps back. Cause like, Whoa, you know, I get scared of it or something. Um, so receptivity was the bridge of being able to feel what that was where I'm back enough um, in my consciousness. So not forward in my head and forward in what's happening in front of me. And I'm not kind of in my middle man, but I'm further back. And as I got more and more receptive, which is embodiment. So everyone can do this right now, as we close up, like you might be driving, you might be um, looking out over your deck, you might be doing something up the level of receptivity that you have right now to like a seven out of 10, 
Like if, if 10 was like so incredibly open to the, the sky and the sun and, you know, what you'll be doing in Cro- Croatia with the sun coming, like, oh, oh I'm ready. A, <laughs> that's a 10. Yeah. Like, where's the seven? So just go to a seven. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you've got to breathe differently. Mm-hmm. You've got to have your heart open. You can't be too tense. Your energy field has got to be starting to harmonize. Mm-hmm. And then you go to an eight, eight and a half. And as people sustain an eight, eight and a half of receptivity, which is most people are at a three to five. Yeah. I can see even that. when they think they're good, they're at a six, maybe. But as I cut started sustaining eights, nines, it then what it felt like to me was it was that got me close to the vortex. And because I got close enough, it sucked me through, right? And so that's what every spiritual awakening experience is when people have it. It's a, it's you just got vulnerable, open, receptive enough. But then how do you stabilize it? You're always that receptive. So when you go through the vortex, you don't pop back. And that's what I mean by you know training the energy system, the body, the mind, the heart to be extremely receptive, which is high vibe. And that's going to bring you, well, that's going to bring your earth suit into the experience that you're not your earth suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And receptivity being more receptive, really just being aware of what's around you, being open to seeing it, being. No, open. thank you for saying that. So yeah. I mean, a cellular opening. So that's why I love this. this imagine the sun on a perfect temperature day. You're not noticing the sun. You're not commenting on the sun. You're just like, oh my God, like my cells are opening to this. You know, it's a very physical and energetic thing. So receptivity is cellular. So you know when you're going up um, the scale in receptivity is because you start feeling more and more and more bliss, more and more and more joy, more and more and more love more and more and more ecstasy versus what what people do is they'll they'll do something they'll go to yoga but they'll be in their head as they're doing their yoga pose or they'll think be receptive but they're thinking about am i receptive you know and noticing so actually go to the cells opening like when you're really 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 relaxed yeah i've noticed it for me it's um it's weird because it's it's not it's not, there's no word for it. There's, it's not joy. It's not necessarily bliss and it's not gratitude. Gratitude. It's definitely not because gratitude makes me feel like I'm thankful for something outside of me. So it's not that because I'm experiencing it's for me more than anything. It's just like peace. It's like weird things that usually would have knocked you off your horse. You're just like, Oh, okay. I'm a peace. Like, it's like, everything's like, that's what it is. So that's like a bliss, right? That's what I mean. But I, I know what you mean. And, um, that's that. Yeah. When you're in that awareness, it's like everything it's exactly the way it's supposed to be. And you see it. Absolutely. See it. See it. Absolutely. And the bliss, don't necessarily love that word either, but it's like, you're going to feel your vibration, your frequency, the, the cellular love increase a lot, yeah, a lot when you get more receptive. So quieting the mind can start watching. It's okay. Getting the peace. 
And then the receptivity is going to ramp up the experience because what you're doing is you're letting the infinite flow through your system. You're not thinking that I am the infinite coming through my system. You actually, and it can be overpowering. That's usually why it only happens in stages. It might blow some circuitry. (laughs) Yeah, it's really weird. It's that love too. It's interesting. It's kind of like that unconditional love you always heard about, but never could relate to. It's like, it's not a personal kind of love. It's just like, it's respect for somebody being who they are, just being. And um, it's interesting because when you decide that you don't know anymore, what happens is you start knowing everything. It's like literally people who were in your life that you didn't get along with, all of a sudden you can see them and you love them for who they are. And you know why now they are the way they are. It's like you like have this awareness of it. You're not mad at them anymore. And now you're at peace because it's like, that's exactly what I've been going through. absolutely and I'm curious and we have to wrap up I could talk to you all day (laughs) when you first got into the awareness or got sucked into the vortex did you notice that like right before you went into the bliss state it's like everything that you once knew how to first crumble like I feel like I don't know for me like a lot of like confrontations came up a lot of like fears came up and I I had to learn how to like not react to them and then just bring peace to them and then everything went to pure peace after that like I don't know if you had a transition almost like it's dark. It's before the dawn kind of phase. I'm not sure. I would say, I don't know if I really let everything go. Like I, I, I did that. It happened more on, on force from something else. But what I did do is I got myself in a highly receptive state mm-hmm. and was like, I got to, I I'm, uh, you know, that surrender that, and that's what pulled. But I, I, to be honest, I w- was not in a place of now I've worked through this and now I've worked through that. And now I'm getting closer to the vortex. I, it no, was- I didn't plan it, but the receptivity, I think just to get into it, you had to like, let go of the attachments, the fears. So they kind of all presented totally. themselves at once. They all came totally. at once and you're like, I'm going to, totally. they're going to die right now. Or I'm really just gonna have to trust in this. Like, and you know what I mean? So and you trust scary. it and then it all disappears. Yeah. That is scary. And it was scary to a certain point. It's scary me. to let go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what we mean by the femininity. It's actually more courageous, I think, than to put up the fight. So let go. Absolutely. I love this. What a great conversation. I guarantee our listeners are going to learn more about where they can connect with you, uh, learn more about you, learn about working with you. And I have here the awakenschool.com. We'll make sure to put that link below. But is there anywhere in particular else that you'd like for people to connect with you, learn more? I think that's a great place. You can be a free member of the Awakened School and there's tons of free masterclasses and mini retreats that we have and just things to, you know, that don't cost anything. Get a sense of what we're talking about. And um, we have some, you know, low ticket price events during the year. Would love for people to come out to Loveland, Colorado and visit if any of those, you know, um, resonated and I'm on the social media platforms and all that good stuff. Perfect. And so we'll make sure to include those links below. And definitely if you reach out uh, to Rachel Jane, make sure you let her know that you heard it from the Inner Phone and Beast show with me. And uh, it really was a pleasure. Thank you so much for a beautiful conversation today. Thank you for your nuance, for your embodiment, for your understanding. It's a juicy conversation when that that is there. And for our listeners, until next time, acknowledge it, embrace it, see it through. Thank you for listening to the Inner Feminine Beast podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I check my reviews every week and each one truly does mean so much. So thank you. And also, if you want to keep the conversation going, be sure to visit my website, innerfemininebeast.com to join our communities and so you can also connect with women who are on the same journey. 
I can't wait to see you on the inside.